Hi guys, welcome to the Mindful Athlete Podcast. Um, today we have this really cool individual who's going to be on the show. And of course, like always, I'm going to let them introduce yourself. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is Alexis Kraling. Um, I am also Hannah's cousin. <laughs> um, I played basketball at Washington College. I uh, graduated in 2019 and I currently work at an architecture firm in HR in DC. Nice. Okay, so the name of the game, just like with every other person that we interview on the show, is that there's 10 questions and that was the first question. So we want to try to get through all 10 questions within 30 seconds and we try to cover them all. But if we bunny trail, we bunny trail and that happens. Each right. question in 30 seconds? 10 questions. Not 30 seconds. Sorry, 30 minutes. Oh, I was like... <laughs> That's rapid fire. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. It's a lot. That's a lot. No, God, no, I wouldn't do that to you. 30 minutes. Sorry if I said that wrong, everybody. 30 minutes. Um, so, <laughs> moving on. Um, question number two. How has been... How has being an athlete changed or altered the ways you perform the roles that you currently are in? Um, I, um, Tough I'm, question. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like in my current position right now, like my job right now. Yeah, how? like I mean maybe it's the things that you learned or like how you do your work or how you're organized, that kind of way. Um, I would definitely say that being, a, like, especially a college athlete, and even, like, my high school, I had to be really on top of things, because between going from school, and then to practice, and then, like, doing other things, and then in college, it obviously got more intense with, like, lifts and extra workouts, I definitely always had to be a super organized, or at least somewhat know, like, how to plan out a day, and make sure I got everything done that I needed to, so I think I'm pretty good, like, being like managing my time um and I'm trying to think how else I guess that would be the main thing but maybe it with like my job now um I don't know I'm like trying to think <laughs> it's hard I, I, think, I had to yeah, think about this question I, for a long time as I was writing it I was like I don't think i don't know how it hasn't affected yeah. me, which is the hard part. <laughs> I guess I would have to talk to somebody because I mean I was an athlete my whole life, so yeah. I don't. I I guess like maybe someone it would be different for someone who started playing sports later in life or played and then didn't play it. Like maybe in college things were different, but like I was. I mean I played from like the age of I don't even know like to what was twenty two. <laughs> so like I always was an athlete. So yeah. like I guess. I don't think, I was going to say, I, I was like, I don't have an, a memory of you not being an athlete, or at least yeah. going into some sport, like, and that's, that's 20, that's almost 30 years of, of memories we're talking about, that's not yeah. like. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess the time management thing is a big thing, is like, I think my personality, I'm an organized person to begin with, but I think being an athlete, I kind of always, just like managing my time, I always had to make sure, Yeah. and Probably like the discipline thing is just getting mm. things done I needed to and getting your butt up and going <laughs> and not like yeah and like maybe doing things without like having to be told that probably would be a big thing like you know it's not well you know, also this... like you come from a big family of athletes like I don't think yeah. there's a single person in your family who's not an athlete so exactly. and like 
both or one of parents were college athletes. Both were, right? Both. Yeah, both my were. mom so, played volleyball and then my dad played baseball. Yeah, so you come from like a long line and then your brother plays baseball and he's always played baseball. Yeah, and he coached college softball. So it's like my whole family was <laughs> like we were all athletes. So I guess even if like like being raised, they they didn't raise me as an athlete, but I guess like with certain with certain mindsets that an athlete would have like you need to be on time you need to be here you need to do this yeah I mean my dad always said like if you're early you're on time if you're on time you're late oh my gosh that's the same thing mindset yeah that's that's like stuck with me now and the funnier thing is those are the two people in our family who are not related yes (laughs) you know okay um so keeping the flow going uh question number three if you had the opportunity to start over either your whole life or a portion of your life, would you do it? Um, I, would, I mean, part of me, like, obviously would want certain things to have gone or, or happened differently or, like, turned out better. Mm-hmm. But I think with each thing, I definitely learned something. Um. I mean, especially with basketball, I mean, there were years that, like, I definitely didn't have my best or I would have liked to have handled certain situations better, but I think it kind of shaped, like, who I was, and I learned a lot from it, and, I mean, if everything went perfect, I don't think I would have learned anything, and then I probably would have gotten into my life now as a 23-year-old and not known how to deal with adversity or any certain problems, so... A lot I feel more like greenhorn. No. What? You would have been a lot more greenhorn. Like, I don't know how yeah, this works. Like, I mean, yeah, it's definitely like when I was going through things, I was like, oh, this sucks. Like, I definitely wish this was happening. I wish this was happening. But looking back, like, I probably wouldn't change it because I think I it made me a better person. And I, like, definitely learned a lot from right. those situations and I definitely want to address this question because a lot of people are like well duh no one's gonna want to go back and start over like blah 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 and I'm like well yeah that's the point that's why I'm asking the question which is like for all the athletes out there who are like in a really nasty time in life like they're just not having a good time I want to remind them that I have not interviewed an athlete in this podcast or in my whole life who has said they would want to go back and start over like, yeah. because they say the same thing. Like, absolutely not. I learned something that actually helped mm-hmm. me in the future. So, like, instead of looking at that time as something that could... And I'm I'm talking about everything. Like, I'm talking about from, like, life crippling oh, yeah. to, like, easy peasy. Like, oh, I stubbed my toe. That means I don't stick my yeah. foot out again. <laughs> like, yeah. and I'm talking about all the way up to the really life crippling things. Like, you know, that, that have happened. Because there's not a single thing that has happened in your life that you're not going to learn something and then reapply it later on. And, like, the hardest mm-hmm. lessons sometimes give you the most gain in life. Yeah. So for anybody wondering that question, like, why did she ask that question so stupid? That is why. (laughs) I think it's definitely a good question because, I mean, I think a lot of times during whatever you're going through, like, whether it's not that bad or, like, super terrible, you're like, oh, gosh, like, why is this happening to me? And, like, Mm -hmm. I wish this wasn't happening. But after you're like, okay, like. I survived. (laughs) I survived. Exactly. Like. I'm pretty badass. I got through it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. uh, Moving on. So we got question number four. What was something you did when you were really struggling that made a positive change? Um, what was something I did when I was really struggling that made a positive change? Um, and this is like force wise, right? Yeah. Well, it could be anything. Yeah. Like I'm talking about any moment. 
in life, not just not just with athletes. This could have been like a moment that you were like, "Ooh, that was really tough," but this occurred, and I was able to get through it. Because um, I think those moments are, are transferable. Like a moment on the field, and how you yeah. react on the field is also reflective of how you react in your personal life. So either one. Um, I guess like in, I don't know, because like it like if it, if I was in a game, I think the biggest thing that like I really struggled with is like I have a really hard time like being like okay whatever move on next play, and I would kind of dwell on it. But I think more towards my senior year, I was like you know like this is my last year playing. Like you turn the ball over, you're gonna turn it over probably six hundred more times. Like who cares? Like you know like just enjoy yourself. Like. I mean, it is supposed to be fun, and I think it took me a lot longer than I wanted it to to realize that. And I, unfortunately, once it was my senior year and I only had X amount of games left, that's when it kind of hit. And um, so I think I definitely got better at that senior year because it was like, oh, you know what? I airballed you. Yep. <laughs> Next one, I'm going to shoot it again. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um in terms of, like, I guess, life in general, I think the big thing that I struggled with in college was, especially in college, was um, I wasn't good about, like, talking about things. Like, if I was going through something, like, basketball-wise or school-wise or life-wise, like, I was one to, like, kind of swallow it and just deal with it myself, mm -hmm. um, which I think was a problem because, like, I definitely needed to, like, talk about it with people, including my coaches, like, my family, my friends, like... And I noticed, like, my last two years of playing and just, like, in life in general, once I started doing that, it helped a lot because, I mean, sophomore year was, like, always a rough year for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't have the best, like, communication with my coach. And once I realized that, like, I need to, like, talk to her because, like, I mean, people aren't mind readers and they're not going to know, like, what's going on with me. So, like, if – I don't know if that applies to the question, but – no, I, I guess that would be it, it absolutely does. Like the, and there's there's something in, in this is actual statistics in psychology and science, which is like the difference between the top five percent of performers, and this is one of the top reasons of success in athletes who are at that like elite level, is communication mm -hmm. with their coach and the relationship with their coach. Like they can be a phenomenal yeah. athlete. Like you can be like the next Michael Jordan or LeBron James or whoever you want to be or, you know, mm -hmm. Annika Sorenstam. And, but if you don't have good connection with your team or your coach, it's going to ruin yeah. you. Like if you don't have good guidance, if you basically like, it's, it's kind of like NASCAR. Like if you don't have someone outside of the cockpit, like reminding mm -hmm. you of why you're there, you're going to get lost. Like you're just going to yeah. be completely destroyed. So like able to have that communication, even if it's nonverbal communication, Cause that's yeah. like huge when you can't talk to them on the field. Like, yeah, well, yeah, I know in high school, I mean, my high school, like AAU coach, like, I think that was the best relationship I ever had with a coach. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, he could tell, like, I mean, we had like an, like I was able to talk to him. I was comfortable talking with him. Like even like we always had a thing like at free throw, like free throws, I would always go and talk to him. And like, we would just talk about the game, like what I needed to do and stuff like that. And that was like very important to me. Cause I knew he had my back and he knew I had his. And I mean, I think in my whole basketball career, I probably played the best with him because I knew I had the support of my coach and mm -hmm. I knew, you know, God forbid I go out there and miss my first six shots. Like he was going to be like, okay, you know, just keep shooting like moving on keep going yeah moving on like and I think I definitely struggle with that in college because I 
I, I think I, I thought I had that relationship with my college coach. And I mean, I loved my college coach. Um, we just didn't have that type of relationship. I it's, think it's different. You're going to have yeah. different types of relationships with different coaches because of the way that they coach. Exactly. Like you and, can't blame one coach for doing something that another coach did like, or mm-hmm. didn't do because that's just not, it's, it's, you know, it's like having different friend styles. Like you can't expect yeah. each one. To, you're going to respect them for who they are, mm-hmm. but you can't expect them to be your high school coach or you can't expect yeah. your, your high school coach to be your college coach or your, um, your club coach or anything like that. Yeah. So, all right. That's, that was, that was really good. Cause I think that happens a lot, which is like the relationship between coach and athlete doesn't get talked about very much. A lot of people expect like, oh, it's between like the other team and the players. And actually a lot of the time, a lot of internal issues that happen on, on sports teams is actually between a player and a coach. There's oh, yeah. just, and I, that can I, ruin it. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot, I mean, there's a bunch of other factors, but I think that's one thing that I really struggled with in college was and, like, I mean, I have a great relationship with her now. Like, I mean, we're cool. She checks in with my life. I check in with her life. But the, like, on-court relationship we had and, like, basketball-wise, I don't know if we ever really... It was just... It was different. Nash- yeah. Yeah. It just... Yeah. It was... And it definitely affected me, but... Yeah. Yeah. And you, but you, it sounded like you guys figured it out by senior year. Like, you at least got to a level where you were like, I can play. Like... Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Because I remember watching you in your senior year, and you were good. Like, don't get me wrong, you had those moments, but you also had, like, watching you grow from your freshman to your senior year was really cool for me, because, like, your freshman year, you could see how uncomfortable you were. Like, when you, an air ball occurred, or you didn't make a three, or something happened like that, I saw you, like, go inside and, like, just disappear (laughs) emotionally, and I was like, gosh, uh uh-oh, like, this isn't good. And then, like, to see you in your senior year, where it was, like, it was just, like, it was, like, another play. And, like, mm-hmm. because of that, you came back and shot another three because you weren't worried about it and you made it. Yeah, exactly. Simple enough. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, number five. What is something you're currently struggling with? What is something I'm currently struggling with? Mm. <laughs> I think this, like, whole... Not so much now, but I guess the whole year after being done um college and not being an athlete Mm. I had a really hard time um adjusting and going from you know being with my friends going to class having practice every day to nine to five job (laughs) and not (laughs) seeing my friends and living with my parents and Mm. it's just kind of a huge shift of like like it's not like one change it's just like all of these changes thrown at me rapidly occurring Uh, yeah and I guess now especially with like corona and not really being able to go places Mm -hmm. um it's real and I really I mean I get to see some people and it's not like as crazy as it was but um yeah I'm just like working which it's, isn't bad. <laughs> it isn't bad. We're we're in our jobs and we're happy yeah. and we're getting paid and that's nice and very grateful yeah. for that. But on the other yeah. end, Corona sucks. <laughs> like, it does. Let's I, just put that yeah. out there. It, just, it sucks. It's, it's not fun. But I guess yeah, I'm I'm I think I'm I've gotten a lot better at dealing with it, but the big thing for me that first year out of college and not playing basketball was just, I really struggled with it. And 
watching my team have games and watching them at practice and not being there was just very odd for me. Like, mm-hmm. I, and I mean, like I said, I, my whole life was basketball. Like, you know, every summer, every summer was, all right, what am I going to do to get better for the next season? Like workouts, like I saw my trainer, I did, I played pickup. And then that first summer, like not, I was like, oh, I guess I don't really have to do this. Mm-hmm. And so then that got into like the whole thing of like, well, what am I going to do to work out? Because now I don't really have something like a reason, I guess, to work out like a real, like uh, my workouts were always around how I could get better at basketball and like how I could improve to play my sport. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, no one's telling me that I have to lift these weights or do these workouts or do these conditioning. And I was like, well, then I don't really want to do it. Like, <laughs> you know, like I can wake up one day and just not work out. I can go back to bed. <laughs> yeah. And like, I definitely think I needed that, like a, fir- like a, fir- like a few months of not doing anything because I just like, I just did. Like, yeah. it was nice. Yeah. Um, but then learning how to work out for your own health and mental yeah. state. <laughs> Like, mentally and physically, I definitely needed to, like, start getting into it. And I think I recently just started to find, like, some workout routines that I like mm-hmm. that isn't, um, like, at first I tried to just run, which I was like, well, this is not fun. And <laughs> like, well, I could do some old basketball workouts, but I was like, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that was just finding, not, I, I don't know if I would say finding motivation, but it's just, like some sort of like moving in a way that would make me happy that I like that you don't feel like is a a punishment like and that's huge like really yeah I I can't feel like I gave like three different answers for that question no but but that's that those are all really good answers and I feel like the the main one that kind of came out of that was like when you go into a transition phase where you you literally give up your old life like you start you started started over um yeah it it felt like it like it was just so I mean I remember when everyone went back to school that first like few months my like like from like September to December I was like so lost I was I didn't oh gosh I was just like I don't really know like let's have a beer and sit down I guess (laughs) yeah I was just like I guess I'll watch them play but like that's not as much fun or no it's not yeah it sucks. Like when all of a sudden you're, you're and it, I, it happens to every athlete. There's a moment yeah. where like you can no longer be at the level or be in the, be at the team or the location or whatever it is forever. Like, yeah. and it sucks when you have to move on. Cause you like watch them and you're like, well, okay. Now what? Yeah. Like, and you get kind of like dumped. It's like breaking up in a, in a relationship. It, it really is. It's like, I was, yeah. It's like, you know, Oh gosh, yeah. It's like you were dumped. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's like probably the best way I could yeah. describe it. Well, that's exact. I mean, like, I, and I don't know. Like, I'm talking from my experience. Like, when I was told that I couldn't play my sport anymore, I literally felt like I had just gotten broken up with, and I was like, "This is the worst breakup I've ever had." Like, yeah. this sucks. It, yeah. And I remember staring at the doctor and be like, "Well, you're wrong," but he was yeah. like, mm, "But no, I'm not." Yeah. <laughs> it's it was hard. It was very hard. I, I think now, like, I mean, I've definitely got, I mean, I'm a year out now, so. Yeah. You, you've survived the first year. Yeah. I think the first year is the hardest, and I feel like it's also the most overlooked, that people are just, like, yeah they don't really talk about it. Um, and, like, my old teammates, like, me and them just started talking about 
how we felt because like when we were going through that I wasn't like oh my gosh are you guys like super upset right now like with everything like do you want to be playing as bad as I am like we didn't talk about that like yeah and now we just recently were like yeah those first first two months sucked (laughs) you well you went back and you did the thing that you did like throughout college which is you kind of swallowed everything and you're like I'm just gonna swallow this I'm just gonna sit with it like yeah okay wow (laughs) full circle huh full circle Full circle, full circle. It's crazy how we realize these things when we talk to someone, right? It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I literally had this conversation with a client, and uh, we were working together, and this was back when I was a therapist in California, and uh, they were like, wow. They were like, I just realized something, and it was something we had talked about for months, and I was like, well, yeah, we've been talking about that for about, like, six months now, and he was like, yeah, but it just hit me. <laughs> like, and that happens because that happens to me in therapy. I'm like, oh my gosh, we've been talking about this so long, and now I'm realizing what this actually means. Yeah. Wow. That was a. Yeah. That was pretty surprising. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh crap. Oh crap. This is where we are now. Okay. Okay. Oh well, then the opposite side of that one also is, which is the next question: What is something you're currently doing really well at? Currently doing really well at. Um. I think, like, just taking, like, I guess each day as I as it goes, like, I think working out-wise, like, I'm trying not to push myself. Like, if I wake up and I feel like working out, I'm like, sure, yeah, let's do this. Or, like, I wake up. Uh, yeah, I guess just, like, listening to... Your body? My body. <laughs> yeah, like, how I'm feeling and trying to talk things out more. Mm. Um, yeah, I think just, like, focus. It's it sounds kind of cheesy, but I guess just like focusing on myself a little bit more, like yeah. which, I think which it like, does sound cheesy. But when you're in it and you actually figure it out, like you're actually like, oh, today I guess I can go on a walk. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, I'm like, sure. Yeah, let's do that. Or like, oh, I don't have to go to four weightlifting sessions, and like, exactly. oh, I don't have to yeah. be on the court for an hour and a half. <laughs> I just like, yeah, and that just goes back to the whole workout thing. Like, I mean. So, like, before, like, when I was an athlete, like, we had to lift, and I used to hate lifting. Like, I hated it with a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, every single time we had to do it, I was just, like, no against <laughs> it. And I guess this year, I definitely think I have such a better relationship with it because I f- have found things that I like doing, mm-hmm. and, like, mm-hmm. I like the idea of, like, feeling like I look strong and, like... Before, I was like, oh, God, I'm bulky. Like, I don't like this. But now I'm like, oh, look, like, there's some definition. Like, that's cool. Um, and it's nice. And, like, yeah, so I think that I'm doing pretty well with that. And then just, like, overall health, just, like, trying to listen to myself. And, like, and that goes for, like, mentally and, like, I guess eating-wise for sure. Oh, um, eating-wise is a whole new world when you're not yeah. burning that many calories and you're, like, Oh, yeah, that was, I mean, and then that was, like, a whole other thing with my first year. I was like, what do you mean I can't eat this amount of food now? <laughs> I mean. Well, it's yeah. crazy because, like, a lot of the time when you are doing that many workouts and you're when you're working out that hard, like, you constantly have this thing like, oh, well, I'm not fit enough. Oh, well, I'm not skinny enough. Oh, or, oh, I'm not yeah. toned enough. And then you become not an athlete and you look at your body and the weight and the food you consume and you're like, well, that's yeah. different. <laughs> remember like being in college and being like oh my gosh like like how like how am I an athlete like and I like the way I felt but like then when I wasn't an athlete like last year like looking at pictures from college I was like 
oh my gosh, how was I complaining? Like, mm-hmm. what the heck? Like, and it was, I mean, it was upsetting. And I think the big thing that, like, I've, like, recently learned, I guess, like, since, like, quarantine is just, like, it's not all gonna, like, like, obviously my body's gonna be different. I'm not a college athlete anymore, and I know that. And, like, I, like, I guess just, like, accepting it. But, like, also, like, that's why the weightlifting came in, because I was like, you know what? Like, I like this feeling. Like, I like feeling strong. I like looking, like... So, yeah. It's it's weird how I, like, you fall in love with weightlifting at a different time in life. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I wonder what, it, like, what would happen if I'd done this in college. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I wish, like, before, like, my career kind of ended, I really wish I would have lifted more. Because, like, I feel like I would have been, yeah. like, way more cool. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I'm, like, so, Yeah. Because we did, well, the thing was, we did so much, like, agility and cardio. Because, like, I was in a lot of cardio sports. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was a lot of running. And, like, all of a sudden I got to this point where I was like, wow, maybe I couldn't run better. Or maybe I wasn't fast enough because I didn't lift more. Yeah, it's crazy, like, how it's, like, like I mean, yeah, I just, all yeah, I just wish I had. That knowledge. I wish I had, like, not accepted, but, like, a relationship with, um lifting because now I'm like I I mean I love it and like I feel better when I do it and it's almost like a stress reliever for me and I honestly think if I didn't have working out mm-hmm. during this whole pandemic I probably would have lost my mind <laughs> um and so yeah I guess that's that's good so you're, you're figuring out what you're doing well right now is that you're figuring out what working out healthily means to you like yes. and you're actually enjoying doing your workouts now it's not like I'm forced to go to a 5 a.m lifting session yeah and yeah I think that's the big thing because and like the other day like I I mean like I write my workouts out because like I like having things planned because I'm a little organized (laughs) like that and I mean that's how my whole life was they were planned out yeah Um, so you want to you want to stick with that normal exactly but the other day I woke up and I like had this whole lift planned and I was just like thinking about it and I was like you know I really should go do it like you know it was it was literally Monday it was it was a holiday weekend like I was like I really need to go work out I need to do this and I was like you know I really don't want to like I just do not want to do this workout in any way shape or form and I was like well I don't have to do it so like I literally I just got my headphones and I was like I'm just gonna go for a walk and it was like it was nice and it was I mean I was still moving my body but like I wasn't forcing myself to do something that I didn't want to do. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, and, that's a whole other play of the game, which is, like, and I remember when I first, like, I, in college, like, I just started running. But then all of a sudden I got out of college and, like, I would go for, like, and this is more in the past year, but, like, I'll go for a walk one day. And it's, like, a two and a half mile walk. It's not, like, a short walk. Like, yeah. And I'll come back and I'll be like, oh, man, I'm going to go to a workout tonight. And my mom will turn around and look at me and be like, you j- just went for a two and a half mile walk. Don't you think mm-hmm. that's good? And I'm like, no, I got to go lift. And she's like, no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> you could be done. Yeah. The big thing is like need that, that like, I need to do this. I need to do this. Like that. I think I'm still like trying to get the difference between like, I don't need to do that. Like, like my mind might think I need to, yeah. but my body says, no, no, we're good. Like, yeah. We're happy. Long story short, I guess what I'm doing well now is just trying to, I guess, adjust. I, I, I will say, like, I guess in short, like, I've, I'm pretty proud of what I've learned and taken from this, I guess, kind of tough year and, like, mm-hmm. adjusted to 
being a 23-year-old working adult. So hold on. So you went out a little bit. For anybody who doesn't know, we're doing this Corona safe and we're doing this over Skype. So you went out for a little bit. So repeat that last sentence one more time. I said, in short, um, you're learning what I'm doing well is that um, after like, I guess, a pretty tough year, just adjusting to being going from like a college athlete to being a 23 year old working adult and just figuring out what works for me. Like a normal life. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like, and no. being happy with it yeah <laughs> I'm pretty happy now so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's crazy that a lot of athletes are like after they get out of college they're terrified of that first year because of the yeah. adjustment but then also once you figure it out you're like oh I'm okay like I, uh, yeah I guess I don't need that like in my life and some but some people do and they and they get stuck there mm-hmm. and then they can't they like they just like they tail off and then like they stay in those glory days and and if you're one of those athletes that struggles with that and you're listening to this, you've got to make the choice to want to move forward because the more you ruminate about the past, the more you're going to stay in the past. And you've got to understand that, like, I have athletes that I work with who are in their 50s and they're, like, badass. <laughs> like, I, my goal is to be them one day. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, I just climbed, like, six mountains the other week. I was feeling it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing, like, as you get older, like, you're, I mean, you can still have goals and, like, fitness goals. Like, I mean, I'm starting to have fitness goals. Like, I would love to be able to do a pull-up without a freaking resistance band (laughs) helping me. And that's, like, a huge thing. I mean, it used to be, like, oh, like, I want to have this percentage on my threes. I want to be able to be, like, the best defender. I want to do this, this, this. And now I'm, like, oh, I'm allowed to have other, like, goals that Mm -hmm. aren't, like, they don't have to be, like, so, uh, yeah. When it's it's redefining normal, right? Like this is the year where yeah. we're redefining that. So okay, so we do have we're getting close to that thirty minute mark. I have one question um, that I have loved to ask other athletes. So I want to ask at least this question, and I have one other question I need to ask you before we close out the podcast. But number seven, which is if your best self met you at your worst moment, what would it look like? Sorry, you cut out. Oh, sorry. If your best self met you at your worst moment, what would it look like? If my best self mm-hmm. met you at your worst moment. Like if the best version of yourself, like, oh, the best version of myself looks like this. If that person met you at one time in your life when you were just going through the worst time and you guys could have a conversation, what would it look like? Huh. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> Honestly, bro- <laughs> part of me would probably just want to, like, slap myself up against the head, like, get us <laughs> an NCIS, I'm not going to lie, and be like, first of all, you're making this ten times worse than it actually is, but mm-hmm. um, I think I would also just try to, I don't know, that's kind of hard. This was the question that gets a lot of people. Yeah, because... I mean, looking at it now, it doesn't seem as bad as it was, but I also remember being in that field. Like, for me, I'm, I'm thinking my sophomore year when I, like, like I was pulled from the starting lineup, which I didn't know. Like, I was playing a lot less than I was my freshman year, and, like, that totally wrecked me. And, like, all my 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 best friend, like, well, she was still playing, and she didn't know, she didn't understand how to talk to me, so I felt like I couldn't really talk about it. And, like, I just remember not being, like, in, like, I was just 
not angry in headspace. Sad and not really doing any. Like I don't want to say I didn't do anything about it, but it definitely affected more parts of my life than I wanted it to. Yeah. Um. But looking at it now, I just I. That's kind of really hard. Yeah, this is the one that a lot of a lot of people who I interview are like, "Oh gosh, I, I don't even know." And yeah. for for anybody who hears this question, like I said earlier, the reason I ask this question is because you are going to have moments when you're back at your worst. Like it will come. There's gonna be a day when you are not. You're gonna lose someone, or you're gonna something bad's gonna happen. And in that moment, I want you to think about what your best self. If your best self just showed up in that room, what would they do for you that would mean the world? You know? So, like, because we have to show up for ourselves some days. So, like, that's why I wanted to start this conversation around this question. I think, I think the big thing would just be to, like, listen. Mm -hmm. Um, If, like, I had someone, I think, to kind of be there to pull a little bit of it out of me, I think it eventually would have, like, I would have unloaded everything that was going on. And, like, I had other stuff going on besides basketball, like, you know, like, in my personal life. And it just seemed like that year I just kind of had this, like, cloud over me. And it was just, like, nothing was really going my way. Yeah. Um, And I think if I just now, like, if I were to – so after I slapped myself in the head, I would probably (laughs) just sit there and just be like, okay, like, let's talk. Like, I'm, like, here to listen. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you want to talk about? And I think that would just be the big thing because I think – at the end of the day, all I really wanted was to, like, have someone to make me feel like it's okay that I, like, like say that it's okay you're feeling this. Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about it. Like, unload it so it's not all built up. Yeah. I'm not here and, to fix it. I'm just here to hear you. Like, yeah. And, like, I think that would probably be the big thing. And, and ooh, ooh, that's a big one. I want to say, because it's National Suicide Prevention Month. So we're recording this in September. So if you guys hear this in October, that's just, this is why I'm saying this, is that that is the number one thing. If you have a friend or a colleague or a family member who is struggling with depression, they are not looking for your advice. They are looking to be mm-hmm. heard and to be in and to be understood. So don't have to you don't have to go in there knowing what to do. You just have to go in there and say, "Hey, I'm here to talk to you and I'm here to say I know that you're here and I'm here to listen." Yeah. Like, so sorry to like interrupt, but No, that's totally fine. No, I think that um, that was a big thing and I guess like going into it I mean, it kind of trickled in, I guess, going back to like basketball wise. Um I I remember like our very first scrimmage um my junior year I just had the whole, like, weight of sophomore year just on my, like, just thinking about it in the back of my head, and I remember I went into the game, and I did not do well, like, at all, and, like, I ended up hanging out with my parents that night just because I just wanted some sort of, like, comfort, mm-hmm. and um, my mom ended up, like, I, like, couldn't sleep, and I was just, like, laying there, and my mom, like, was like, well, like, what's wrong, and I, I was, like, it, that was the first time that I, I had understood that I was having it an anxiety attack but I didn't know that that's what it was and mm-hmm. she was like she was like just calm down because I mean she had seen it before and like she had anxiety but I never really talked about it with anybody so I didn't know like I guess how to label it like I was just like oh my gosh I'm freaking out <laughs> and <laughs> I was like oh my gosh I'm okay. <laughs> yeah and like when she said I was like what are you talking about like I don't have anxiety like Mm. like that's like yeah so that's just like a whole other thing like we'll definitely come oh and for anybody who doesn't know this alexis is my co-host to the show so she will be back and we will definitely be talking about more (laughs) things in the future um 
you guys um, have heard her on the first ever podcast where she interviewed me. Yes. Yes. And so, (laughs) yeah, super fun time. And um, so she will be back and I'm sure that we can definitely talk more about that. And like, cause anxiety attacks are huge in athletes. Um, Yeah. And a lot of people don't know that they're having one. Like they just think, oh, I'm just nervous or, oh, I'm just, my heartbeat's elevated. It's like, yeah, I just always thought that it was just nerves, which I mean, games and I was just like, oh, it just like, I'm just a nervous person. And then when my mom told me that she was, I was like, what do you mean I'm having an anxiety attack? Like, I don't have anxiety. Like, what do you mean? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. Oh. So. so we'll definitely come back to that on another episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cause there's a, there's a whole lot to unload with that, with anxiety and athletes. Um, but so there's one question and I've started asking this to every athlete, which is, if you could ask one question to a mental health professional, you know, like, or to someone who works with athletes on like balancing their lives, like basically me, if you have a question for me or a person who does stuff like I do, what would you ask them? Mm -hmm. What would I ask you? (laughs) That's not my question. (laughs) That's not your question. (laughs) Um, And then I'm happy to answer it too. (laughs) So basically, do you have any questions for me as a mental health profession? professional (laughs) sorry taking a while to answer these Um, no you're fine oh and by the way alexis is one of the few athletes who's come on the show and is unscripted so like she doesn't know the questions beforehand she's decided to go that route oh yeah super fun (laughs) super fun um if i had to ask you a question Mm -hmm. I guess it's hard because you've asked me a lot of questions just knowing yeah, you. Yeah, like up I with feel me. like you kind of just had like conversations not recorded, like just open conversations. <laughs> <laughs> not recorded. Um, I guess the big thing is um, I don't know if this is a good question, but like. I mean, obviously you were an athlete and you had your own sort of story situation. Yeah. Like things happen to you. Do you find that like, I guess like a two part question, like, do you find that your past experiences help you to handle, but address certain things with athletes and slash, do you also find that you may be a little triggered with other, like, Ooh. if they're going through similar things that you had gone through. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I mean. That's, that that's like, my main one, is, like, if people, like, that's when the, people go through similar things. Yeah. Because I know, for, yeah, that, that's my question. <laughs> that's your question. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think every, every, everybody, every therapist, every mental health consultant, every counselor gets triggered by stuff their clients go through. Um, and we're trained to handle it. At least the good ones are. The good ones are trained to handle it. And what we call that is actually something called projection. And so like if a client, and this can happen from client to therapist or client, to, you know, whatever you want to call us, um, it can also happen from therapist to client. So like, for example, if like, let's say I had sexual abuse or sexual trauma in my past and I have an athlete who comes to me and says, you know, I think I was sexually abused, like, or something happened, like there's going to be a part of me that jumps at it and I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, like we need to save you. Or like, you know, there's going to be that moment, 
But also we are trained to realize that that's a projection on my end onto them. And instead of saying like, oh, well, I need to save you, I need to stop myself and say like, okay, what would you like to do next? And sometimes their question is like, well, I don't know. That's why I came to you. And that's when I can intervene and say like, well, these are normally steps that we do or like this is this. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, like I have to be highly aware that like my past is going to be projected onto my clients. Like, I mean, there's, there's no way that you're not going to think of stuff that's happened to you when working with people who are in yeah. similar situations. But like, good therapists, therapists who are or coaches or counselors who really know what they're doing know how to differentiate what happened to them and what's happening to their client because mm-hmm. I can't assume how I reacted or what happened to me happened to them. And gotcha. that's that's tough because you want to, like, save the day and you want to be there. If, and don't get me wrong, it yeah. gives me a ton of empathy. Like, I'm able to sit there with them and feel what they're feeling. But at the same time, you, you have to be really careful because you can't assume that they feel the way that you feel. Like, because exactly. that can, that can yeah. ruin a client. That really can. Um, at the same time, it can also make you connect really well with the client. So, you know, that's a hard question, though. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. That was tough. But I, I just, like, I couldn't even, like, I don't even know how I would handle, like, if somebody came to me, like, if, if I was, like, if I had gone through something and mm-hmm. then they were to come with me, like, it, I just don't. I think it would definitely be a... It's, it's, give you it's, it's hard. Give you <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's not easy. Um, okay, so I want to I wanna end the podcast on there because we're past our 30-minute mark. We're at about 40 minutes. Um, Sorry. <laughs> 40. Um, and, but so, and I always end each podcast with this, which is if there's anyone out there who's listened or heard something on today's podcast that struck you or you need to talk about something, always reach out to a therapist or a counselor. Um, I think that if something triggered you as we talked about today, then then absolutely write into the show also. Be like, hey, I heard you say this or I noticed this. I'd love to hear more about this. We're happy to talk about it. Like we want to open up and get rid of the stigma that's around mental health and athletes. Um, and athlete is a wide term. That is not just like if you're a D1 athlete or if you're a professional athlete. I'm talking about any athlete from like I played up until I was in middle school and then I stopped. (laughs) Like if you're an athlete, you're an athlete that just sticks with you. So if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out. We are happy to answer any questions. Um, Lex, any last comments? Um, no, I think you summed it up, but thanks so much for having me and I'm excited to continue and be your co-host. Nice. All right. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks guys. Um, look forward to hearing you guys on the next podcast.